to the Better Me Podcast. I am your host, Jen, and just a friendly reminder, I'm merely a curious girl looking for a platform to chat, learn, and dish. I'm not a professional therapist or claim to be an expert. Also, in every episode, I can't assure you this is at all appropriate for children, so be aware of that when starting to listen. And with that, let's work on being a better me. Hi, and welcome to the Better Me Podcast. This is Jen. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's episode, John and I are going to talk about what is the hot, hot topic on Netflix and other streaming services, which is fraud. Um, A lot of them, which are more romance style fraud, um, others that are just kind of straight up, you know, money grabbing type fraud. So I think this is going to be a really interesting topic. We're also going to give you some good recommendations for different shows to watch, different series that were really interesting and kind of eye-opening. And I think one of the things that's really going to kind of come out on this one is how everyone watching seems to think that they would never fall for it, but apparently there's millions of people out there who do. So what's kind of the you know, the straw that broke the camel's back when it comes to kind of falling for the lies and getting sucked in. So I thank you so much for joining me. I apologize for the delay on this one, and I'm glad that you guys are here. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I will be joined by John. Welcome back to the Better Me Podcast. This is Jen, and I am joined by my co-host, my husband, John. Oh, 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 oh. I am officially a co-host. <laughs> I'm in. I'm all in with you. You said this morning, and well, I took it at your word. Yes. Well, it's because it's your birthday today. <laughs> yes, it is. And I know how much easier it is for you to do a podcast if you've got this guy over here running color. It is so much easier. and. Yeah. You know, even if you drag your feet, in the end, it's just like a fun conversation between us. I know. I find it ironic that we're doing a podcast on fraud mm-hmm. because oftentimes when you tell people how old you are, no. they think you are a fraud because <laughs> you don't look anything like your age and I will not give your age away on your podcast. I appreciate that. This is kind of like... A scary one in a way. Well, it's not really. Well, a little bit because I see what's happening. <laughs> I see the trajectory. <laughs> oh, you're crazy. And it's um, next year's is going to be a tough one. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, you don't look a day over 34. Oh, thank you. I you appreciate don't. appreciate that, my love. You could easily <laughs> pass for 34. So you are the fraud, and that is a good lead-in to this podcast about fraud and deception. So okay. take it away. Well, so firstly, we I decided about this topic because it seems to be the hot, hot topic on a lot of streaming services, especially Netflix right now. And I felt like this could be a good one to kind of recommend 
some really interesting series that we've watched on the subject, um, which I think it's that's probably not going to be like a mind-blowing thing for most people. I'm sure that they've seen that these are out there or they've heard a lot about them. Um, but if they're dragging their feet and haven't watched it yet, we can kind of, you know, give the thumbs up. Like, give our Siskel and Ebert. Steer them in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to go through a few of the different ones, and then we'll kind of talk about the intricacies of just fraud in general. And all these are based on true stories. Yes. Like, this shit really, really happened. happened. These people really fell for this shit. Yes. Okay. And one in particular is so mind-blowing. I haven't even finished the whole series yet because I actually, I can't watch more than one episode. Do I even know this show? Bad Vegan. Oh, yeah. I haven't got through that one. I I feel like I can't watch more than one episode while I'm working out at a time. Like, usually the ones that I watch by myself, I watch when I'm working out and I have to watch something else. Is it, because it's just so is it cringe unbelievable, unbelievable or cringe worthy? Both. I mean, unbelievable in the fact that you know it's um, it's just such a far fetched story, and you're like, how could this woman believe this shit? But it also goes along with how people get involved in cults, and you're like, how did they get sucked into that? Yeah, but so much leads up to it and there's so much mind games and things like that that you know then you kind of feel like okay I could see how they got set up like that like in the way of cults you know they they look for your insecurity and play on that insecurity and play into it you know well you're familiar with the term um oh what was it called Oh my gosh, I, I just drew a blank here. Uh, the Not Geneva. Uh, give me a, a couple cities in, in Switzerland. <sighs> Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what Stockholm Syndrome is, where individuals that are taken captive or kidnapped, mm-hmm. like what's the big famous one in the 70s? Um, the Hearst girl, the Hearst... Uh, oh, with... Um... Oh my gosh, I can't think of his name either. I know, I know, it's just terrible. <laughs> but it was the Hearst daughter that was taken captive by Charles Manson and his crew. Yes, yes. And she became a follower. Patty. Patty Hearst, right. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different stories throughout history of individuals. That's not, think about that. That has got to be the ultimate deception and brainwashing process. Mm-hmm. Where you begin to sympathize with your captors, yeah, and well, what feel about for their plights. The one that was not that long ago that she actually came, like she surfaced as an adult, but she was taken as a child and actually like got pregnant by her captor. Do you know who I'm talking no, about? No, I don't. She came from like a wealthy Elizabeth Smart. Oh yes, yes. And she was with him for a really, really, really long time. Yeah. And had multiple chances to run away. Yeah. So the reason I bring that up is because in the next 25, 30 minutes, I'm going to be going, given a lot of, I can't believe this, anybody would fall for that. Mm-hmm. But I am here to say that it could probably happen to any of 
to every single one of us. Right. And all people are deceived at all times. Oh, for sure. You know? I mean, how many times have you, you know, clicked on something knowing in your mind there's no way that they're giving out a $5,000 gift card to Target? Right. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Isn't, isn't every marriage that ends in divorce, divorce, somebody was deceived? Yeah. Like, you're not the fucker that I married. Right. You know, you turned into a shithead. Right. So, is that... That is deception. <laughs> True. So, okay. True. All right. I'll go off topic. You know me. I'll um, ramble. So well, no, that's fine. Let's start with point. bad vegan. Bad vegan. Because it is such... It's the most far-fetched story. I've only watched one episode, so I'm way behind you on this. Okay. Well, it's this... It's based on this woman who actually was quite well known in New York. She she kind of made a name for herself as a vegan chef. And she was hot. She was beautiful. I mean, still is. Um, she was, you know, doing really well for herself. Her business was taking off. She had all, every celebrity packing this restaurant. And there was like a wait list for months to get into this restaurant. It, Alec Baldwin wanted to marry her. Right. And um, it's actually at her restaurant where he met his current wife, Hilar- Hilaria, or whatever. Oh. Or, well, Hillary, I guess her name is, right? Hilaria? <laughs> well, it's, it, you know, that's what she calls herself. Right, right, right. But um, speaking of fraud. But, um, so it was actually through Alec that there was somebody commenting on his Twitter. And so she gets connected to this guy and he starts talking to her. Um, they have kind of like a, like a banter back and forth, you know, and, and she kind of falls for him. Well, so that's kind of the setup. This is when she's still doing really well for herself. He ends up coming to visit her in New York and he's he doesn't look like his pictures. He's a lot heavier. He's a lot heavier. He's not quite as attractive as the pictures. Like they were clearly taken at a better time. Right. And um and he of course ends up needing money. He tells her that he's like black ops, that everything is super um You can't tell you much because if, yeah. I, if I told you I'd have to kill yeah, you. That yeah, that kind of thing. Um, and she ends up, you know, falling for all of it. She gives so, him money. So let me stop right there. <clears throat> let me stop right there because I think you, you're just scratching the surface of the initial appeal, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The mystery, the black ops, mm-hmm. the bad boy, the he can protect me, mm-hmm. all that right there, mm-hmm. is the beginning of the deception. Okay. It's the storybook, right? Mm-hmm. It's the knight in shining armor type of guy. I I totally see where you're getting, what you're getting at, and you I gonna, believe that. Are you going to butt me? Well, I'm only going to say that in the end, and like I said, I haven't gotten completely through the series yet, but he there's an outer worldly thing about him. He ends up basically getting her to believe that he's not human. Right. But that that's, he's actually, um, 
almost like an alien and that he can't go against what his whatever they are his other people or they will kill her or hurt her or or him right i i understand that but what i'm saying is the he could never get out of that cab or walk into a restaurant Mm -hmm. and what was his name i don't remember okay whatever his name is Greg, after they've been <laughs> conversing through on uh, on Twitter, Twitter, mm-hmm. and say, "I gotta tell you, I'm immortal or I'm an alien." Oh, right. Okay, so I see what you're saying. What I'm saying is the beginning of the deception is always that aura of mystery mm-hmm. of I'm not who I and, and and really, if you think about it, social media, every dating app is. Full of that immediately. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing that person where they pick their three best pictures mm-hmm. and only bring out, talk about their best qualities. Mm-hmm. So this deception happens everywhere, all the time. If you honestly believe that that person that you're looking at on a dating app is who they say they are, you're being misled. Right. And you're allowing yourself to be misled. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyway, that's where I'm saying that is a probably a common occurrence where guys, you know, yeah, paint themselves out to be this mystery man. Well, and I think in the beginning of this one, it was very similar to the other ones that we're going to talk about, like Tindler Swindler and Dirty John. Dirty John, yep. I was going to bring you know that one up. where these guys kind of. You know, it's like the love bombing starts and they're immediately like, I love you and I want to be in a relationship with you and, you know, that kind of thing. Right. But this which is, this, looks, this one is different because usually the guy is like better looking than the woman or, you know what I'm saying? The swindler is better looking. In this case, she was visibly more attractive and successful than he was. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. So... Well, and which makes me believe that in all of these scenarios that, you know, a lot of times it doesn't really have to do with that. It's like you they're so desperate for love and attention and, you know what I mean? That they're willing to overlook so many other things. But wouldn't you think a girl like that who's that beautiful... That successful in New York City mm-hmm. would have so many suitors. Options. That, right. <laughs> right. That she'd have to settle for this? Yeah. I mean, I guess to her it wasn't it wasn't a settle. Yeah. Well, know? again, because of the deception at the beginning. So okay. pretty much how it goes is, aside from the fact that he gets her to believe that he's, like, not human, that he eventually will be able to make her and her dog immortal. Wow, he's good. And she ends up giving him, like, all of her savings, all of her money, ends up actually taking money out of her business that's meant for her employees. Oh, I didn't even... See, I don't know what you're talking about because I haven't got... But it sounds horrible. So then they have to run away, her and this guy, and... Now all of her employees bring us like 
you know class bring, action lawsuit yeah like bring something against her but she's on the run and they end up finding her and this guy held up in a hotel room and how do they find her you I ask i do ask because they use their credit card she uses her credit card to get a pizza from domino's are you kidding <laughs> and the funny thing is is she owns the vegan restaurant <laughs> wow like <laughs> She's like famously this like super healthy vegan. And that's how they end up busting her because they get a pizza from Domino's on her credit card. <laughs> well, you talk about spoiler alert that we did not provide beforehand. <laughs> well, you still need to watch the whole story. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't obviously think I they do. found her. Obviously, they found her because she's on the documentary. But she's still claiming that this is not her fault, that she's not at fault for anything. Like, wow. I mean, she's not taking any responsibility for so herself. Do I, should I watch this? Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I'm going to continue to watch it as How many well. episodes are there? I'm not really sure. Okay. I don't, you, the typical, you know, like 10 six episodes. or eight okay. or whatever. All right. Um, so, okay, let's move on then to the Tindler Swindler. That was a good one. So, I'm sure that this shit happens every single day on Tinder. I mean... So he posed himself as a uh, like jet, the heir of a diamond mogul, jet setter. Yep, and a couple girls fall for him. the The main girl in the documentary, um, the minute she meets him, basically, like they have one partial date, and he says, "I have to go to Amsterdam. Why don't you come with me on uh, my jet?" And she goes, "Yeah." And that's where I was like, you know what? Come on. I get where, you know, that would seem really exciting and everything, but you just met this person on a dating website. Like, and you're going to leave and go out of the country. So you're saying on their private jet? There's no way you would fall for this. No. I mean, I, and I, like I said, I, who knows? Obviously, these people wouldn't have ever thought that they would fall for that. But I think I live my life a lot more in the yellow, as you say. You know, I that would that would send off every alarm in me if someone was like, "I want, I just met you, but I want to take you out of the country with me." Right. That would be ridiculous. Well, okay. And we're not even on like a commercial airline where if something bad were happening, I could alert someone. We're on like a private jet. That you know all these people, and they're your people? No way. No way, huh? No way. Hmm. I just, I can't imagine yeah. it. If you, okay, if one of your daughters called you and said, I'm on my way to this private airport to get on a jet with um, this guy that I met. We had, we just had our first date this afternoon, and he's taking me to Amsterdam. Yeah. What would you say? At the next stop sign or stoplight, jump out of the car. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I get that. First date. Could you be lured in after three dates? Possibly. Okay. Which is not much more than the first date. Well, okay. Yes. I mean, that's not that many. 
but at least you would feel like you've established some kind of rapport after just one afternoon. So that's all it would take is rapport? Well, but what I'm saying is after just one afternoon, there would be no rapport yet. Well, this guy went above and beyond setting that up. I mean, the fact that he had a woman traveling that was supposedly the mother of his kid. And his kid was there. Right. And so that, I'm sure, made her comfortable that this must be a really good guy and this must be a really good family that it just didn't work out because look how well they get along. Mm -hmm. I mean, he went above and beyond. I mean, that is... Well, he even had like a bodyguard who clearly was like working for him in that way. Yes, yes. That is the ultimate... That's why, of course, that's why they made a special about it. But... I mean, some of the clear red flags with that guy, first of all, he was only talking to them on WhatsApp. There was never like a personal text chain. It was all on like on the WhatsApp. So that would be a red flag to me. Like, why can't we just text? Right. Or like, why, you know, why can't we talk on the phone? Right. Why do we have to talk through this app? That's weird. And you would ask that question. Yeah. Um, also, but remember, he always had a, a lot of people looking for him because he was a diamond mogul son. Right. So he, so he always was talking about his enemies. Right. So he had to use these type of tools to stay, stay safe. So the girl hears diamond mogul. <laughs> the girl doesn't hear everything else. Right. She sees jet. She sees diamonds. I hit one out of the park. Okay. But also, the first time he asks her for money is not that far into their quote-unquote relationship. Right. It's like only a few dates. Yeah. Why does she not question the fact that he could go to anyone in his family who are all supposed diamond heirs right and ask them for the money Correct. that he needs therein lies the first piece of the first red flag that i think would keep the average person such as yourself mm-hmm. from going i'm calling bullshit i wouldn't even be comfortable on a date with someone, with a guy, and I'm going to be so, like, anti-feminist right now when I say this, but if I was on a second or third date with a guy and he asked me for $20, I would be like, I think we're done. To, to, co- <laughs> to go to the bill? Well, just like, hey, um, I don't have enough money for these drinks. Can so, I get a 20? So hang on, hang on. That so, would be weird. Hang on. So I take you out on the first date. I pay for everything. I take you out on the second date and I pay for everything. Now the third date comes and I need twenty a $20 for a tip <laughs> or drinks and you're not going to pony up? If you actually come out and say, I don't have any money in my wallet. Do you have a 20 while we're on a date? That would be like a red flag to me. Like, you were going to go out on the state and not bring any money with you? Well, I, I, I pay in plastic, but I tip in cash. I don't have any cash. Can you throw a 20 in there? Since I just fucking paid for your ass for just going on the third date. I'm 
All I'm saying is that it would be a red flag to me at any point if a guy that I just recently started dating asked me to borrow money. But It, okay. it would be a red flag to I me. I get the borrow money part, but that wasn't your example. It was, hey, do you have an extra 20 you can throw in toward the bill here? No, you said that. No, you said that. You that was you specifically. You're gonna to listen to this. <laughs> That's a great thing about this podcast. Is that was your example, not no. Mine. But I'm saying we're, you even said specifically we're out twenty, and a guy says, "Can you can you front me a 20? Right. Yeah, that's what I said. Yes, I didn't say twenty towards the bill, but or like a twenty for the tip or whatever. If a guy asked me to leave a tip, yes, I would do that, of course. <laughs> okay. But I'm saying if in the beginning of a relationship a guy asked me for any amount of money. Now, these guys are asking for like tens of thousands of dollars. Correct. Or a credit card. But any amount of money would be a red flag to me. Like, you, we just met. Right. Wouldn't you be better off asking your mom or, you know what I mean, your sister? Yeah. But, you know, they set it up right because they ask for money after they've established that they're very successful. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? They, it's not like they came out and as they're sitting there having coffee the first time going, hey, do you got 20 bucks I could buy? <laughs> right. They've set the stage going, I'm highly successful. This is what I do. Their attention to detail, and I think therein lies the specific to the fraud and to the deception. Mm-hmm. The more attention to detail that the individual will utilize, mm-hmm. it's easier to swallow the fraud, mm-hmm. right? Look at all these guys that steal money from from churches, right? right? Their attention to detail on the picture that they paint in their when they're preaching mm-hmm. and how they need the money, and, and then they run off and James Jones. Look at that, right? The guy that took all those people to South America and ended up talking to him into killing themselves, right? Right. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's kind of going back to what we were talking about in the very beginning is that, you know, these people play on specific insecurities for specific people. In your example, you know, playing on the insecurity of like, I, I'm religious, I believe in God, I believe in a higher power, and this is the closest vessel to that higher power. Right. So, I mean, that I think is probably one of the easiest things to fall prey for is that, you know, you're so vulnerable to these people who claim to be one step closer right. to this higher power, you know? Well, and all of us want things to turn out. We always try to think of best case scenario, mm-hmm. right? We always want the, we all want the fairy tale. Right. And anything that looks like it's leading us down that path mm-hmm. of the fairy tale that's going to come true, right? We want to follow it, right? We want it to be true. Well, and that's why I think specifically, you know, the shows that have to do with, you know, love, like Tinder Swindler and um, Bad Vegan and Dirty John, which we haven't talked about yet. Um, that these people are just so desperate for love that these people can kind of say whatever and they'll be like, all right, I can overlook that. I can overlook, you know, because I love the companionship. Right. And in the case of Dirty John, you know, he 
He supposedly was a doctor. She was a very wealthy woman, attractive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he seemed like he was on the up and up. He seemed like he was established and, you know, had a good job and was successful. Um, but he also played into the role of like, I'm going to make you a smoothie every morning and take care of you. And, you know, right. I'm going to take your car and fill it with gas and, you know. Yeah, but you're going to pay for it with your car. But <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go fill it up. <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah. And then they kind of alienate them from their families and friends because the family and friends are not seeing it through like the rose tinted glasses of like this guy is not right. Look at my own situation with my own mother. Oh my gosh, you're right. Right? Yes. I mean, do you want to talk about that at all? Uh, I mean, I, I, they could probably make a documentary about it. Probably could. Yeah. Should I tell a quick story? Yes. So my mother uh, was uh, a normal mom, um, mm-hmm. by all accounts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, very involved in my life, and all of a sudden, my stepdad, who uh, who get, came into the family when I was about twelve years old, uh, passed away. Um, this would be about probably seven years ago now, going on seven years ago, yeah. and. She was very heartbroken. The, the the death came very suddenly, you know. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, someone reaches out. Her old boyfriend that she went to college with mm-hmm. um, had not been in her life for, you know, 40, 50 years. Somehow figured out that her husband passed away and mysteriously reached out and came in contact with her and kind of lent a shoulder to cry on. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, apparently they were very close when they were in college and then they all went their separate ways for whatever reason. Um, and then all of a sudden he just gets resurrected after my stepdad passed away. Mm-hmm. And then flash forward, not more than maybe two years later, she assigned everything over to this man. Mm-hmm. She wanted... Did nothing to do with her mother, her sisters, her children, her grandchildren, mm-hmm. because she had convinced him, or he had convinced her, that her family was just out for her money. And against him. And against him and their happiness together. Right. And now, I haven't seen my mom. I don't even know where the hell my mom is. Mm-hmm. You know? And there have been a few And this guy, hang on, I did look into this guy's background, and he is a swindler. Mm -hmm. Right? Like multiple, multiple bankruptcies. Multiple bankruptcies. On paper, he still says he's married. So this Tindler swindler shit just happened to me (laughs) in my family. Yeah, you're right. You know what? I didn't even think about that. But also, there have been a few glimmers where it's almost like she, she sort of sees like maybe this isn't right. Right. But the minute he pulls her back, yeah, and alienates her, and the person who is trying to help becomes even more of an enemy. Which is this guy right here? Yes, enemy number one. 
<laughs> I think if you're if you're number one, I might be number two. You might be. <laughs> you might be because she lashed out on you the last time we were. Well, the last time we saw that was the last time you saw her when she went after yes. you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, she was mad at you. <laughs> yeah. So yes. yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. And I mean, <sighs> well, and I mean, you've actually had to contact, um, you know, the authorities to find out where she is because he will take her away. Yeah. And we don't hear anything about her, where her whereabouts or anything. And we, you know, he could put her in an institution and we would never know. No. Because everything is signed over. Once the money's gone, he could just leave her at a freaking at a. At a truck stop. Well, and he is her. Um, what's the what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, well, beneficiary. Her. Uh, no, like he could make decisions for her. Guardian ad litem. Um, That's what it's called. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking of something else, but. Or guardian. Um, so he is the one who can make decisions on whether if she's in an accident, if they pull the plug, right? If um, everything. Yeah. The money, everything. Yeah, he's got total control. Mm -hmm. So, so he could shit, once he drains her bank account, he could easily just take her to a you know mental institution and say she's crazy. She could pass away up. and have to be a ward of the state because mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, he's crazy. Anyway, yeah, but this shit is real, yeah. and uh, it happens. So, um, so I I wanted to say that the Tindler Swindler. The Bad Vegan, those are both on Netflix. Also, Inventing Anna. Oh, we didn't really talk about that one. That was a good one. She swindled people, and it not a lot of them had to do with romance. It was actually more like clout. Yeah. So they thought by getting close to her or having her in their circle that, you know, she would elevate them. And... You know, she she too had that air about her where it's like, well, I'm a, I'm an heiress, and you're literally going to sit here and talk to me about a hotel bill. But did you not feel find yourself rooting for her, <laughs> taking advantage of all those fucking pompous, rich, elite assholes, and damn near pulling it off, and pulling it off in many ways. Well. And, I mean, she was very, very close to getting, like, a $60 million loan. Yes. For a foundation that, I, I mean, it really had no basis. If she would have got that money, we would have never known about it. She would have probably turned into one of those elites. Mm -hmm. She may have made this happen. Yeah. I she, mean, she was very close to it. Yeah. Very close. Yeah, I got to give that one credit. But some of those people, it's like, you... You almost like you you sort of felt sorry for them, but you kind of didn't because you were like they're really just trying to elevate themselves. Yeah. No, I didn't feel sorry for one person on inventing Anna that got duped. Mm -hmm. Not a one. Because I mean, they were just taking advantage of what they thought was you know a cash she, cow. Yeah, and she wasn't using her good looks. Actually, the real girl was not attractive. At I know. Really? I know. So it, that is just pure savviness as a young girl <laughs> to go into that freaking wolf den called New York City with the with those elite powerhouse people. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is, too, is that she got in a relationship with a guy who she thought was, you know, 
um, powerful and and he was deceiving. and he was yeah he was oh. actually a swindler too wow which is pretty funny it is um, okay so that one too is on Netflix the other one that's on Netflix that we finished was worst roommate ever ooh we didn't finish that there's all there's more episodes there are yeah. Oh, I thought we finished. Oh no. Okay, so the first, um, the first one was like a disabled man, which that one was very sad. Um, the woman that he moved in with kind of posed herself as being a helper, that she was going to help these um, down on their luck homeless people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and some of them were mentally ill. Um, and they trusted her that she was just being charitable. Yeah, but not only them, but they convinced the family members that this is a good place for her. Yeah. And think of most family members that, okay, they have to either come live with you and disrupt your life, or you can live with this nice lady. It looks good. House clean. Mm -hmm. She says she's going to take care of you. Good enough for me. Right. How much... Does that play into deception in a case like this mm -hmm. where... Like, at least you're taking the burden on. You're right. Mm -hmm. And if you think about health care, you hear horror stories about what happens to individuals at certain health care units. Mm -hmm. But everything looks good. Okay. Here you go, Ma. See you, see you in a couple months. Here you right. go, Dad. See you in a couple months. Yeah. You know? Well, and unfortunately, the you know, the way that they kind of um, uncovered the whole story was actually like um, this homeless man that really didn't have any family, and he was mentally ill, um, and he went missing. And she told everyone that he was with his family. In and Mexico. His, yeah. yeah. And so he was missing for quite a while. And then as it turns out, well, and she also was taking their social security checks. The, yeah. All the people that moved in. Correct. Um, but so he was the first one that they discovered was killed and buried in her backyard. And then in the end... There were they actually uncovered like what was it nine bodies yeah. in her backyard? Yeah, she was just digging hole after hole after hole. One of them was her husband, like one of her husbands, and, and she remember, was like an old lady. But she wasn't though. Remember, she was my age. Oh, that's right. She was making herself out to be an old lady. She was making herself look like she was eighty, but really she was like fifty five. Right? Yeah. yeah. I was actually wondering. That guy was really big. That homeless guy? Yeah. Like, how did she manage to pull his body back That's there a great and, like, question. Bury I, don't, him? I don't know. That's pretty wild. Yeah. They, so never, that was, they never said that. Mm-mm. I was thinking, she, like, physically, how was she able to do that? Not to mention she had a house full of people living there. Weren't they wondering what the what the fuck she's out there digging a hole every couple, couple months? Yeah. And where'd Jerry go? Well, and remember that they, they discovered that underneath her carpet, when they pulled her carpet up, it, there was like a stench and it was all bodily fluids. Yes, because that's where she cut them up. Oh, so fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so mean. that was the first one. The second one was the runner that said he was from um, 
Where did he say he was from? Uh, well, he was he was um, trying to represent this the the uh, was it Syria or? Oh, it was something like that. Um, it wasn't Syria. Pakistan. No, it wasn't Pakistan. We should really know our shit before we get on a fucking podcast. Well, I thought that I thought that I remembered yeah, it. I, 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 he, oh, Lebanese. Lebanon? No, was it? I no, don't know. No. God damn it. Um, oh, that's... Anyway, but then he, he was actually, he lived in, he, he came from Denmark, right? <laughs> yeah. And all this shit happened in South America, in Chile, as they yes. kept saying. <laughs> he lived in a um, hostel with a bunch of other people. Yep, one American. Mm-hmm. And he tried to kill her. Yes. And he tried to kill that guy. Yep. Yeah, that's another one. And again, started asking for money, and I'm going to find us a new place to live, so give me your money, and then I'll go find us a place to live, and then they couldn't find a place to live. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how these people fall for it. But again, it goes back to what I said at the beginning. Every single one of us are capable of getting duped, and we've all been duped. Yeah. We've well, I mean, duped. that whole... The, the, the guy who ran um, the... I, I wish I could think of the country. I know. They were actually sponsoring him to run like an Iron Man for their country. Yes. And he wasn't even from there. No. He said that he was. And he was going to carry their flag and What's represent. What's right on the other side of Israel? Hamas. Not Hamas, but... No. Uh, oh, it's killing me. <laughs> um, it's right on the other side of... of, of uh, oh, man. This is going to kill me. Anyway, all right. I'm not going to beat myself up. Um, but I'm coming back on a podcast, and I'm, I'm spitting this this place out. Okay. Well, and we're telling everyone that they need to watch this yes. one. So. so let me ask you a question before we get to the end. What is the most you feel that you, in your, oh, I almost said your age. Oh, <laughs> that almost slipped out. In your, in, in your years. Yes. That you've. When do you think you've been the most deceived? Tell me the story when you've been the most deceived. <laughs> well, I will say that um, a story comes to mind right away. And it is that I met a guy when I was like 19. He was, I believe, like maybe 23 at the time. Okay. And Do I know this story? I don't know. You can tell me. Ooh. Well, yeah, I'm sure you do. Because oh. um, it's someone we've talked about in the past. Oh. But, so, we went out on a date, you know, we started kind of, like, seeing each other every once in a while, and we would be on again, off again all the time. So, like, I would start dating somebody else and not see him, and then, like, you know, we would hook up again. Sounds like a booty call. Well, I mean, sure. Okay. So, but then, fast forward towards the the end of the, like, 10-year span that this happened through. Well, actually, it was probably, like, eight years. Um, at the, at the end of that, I would, I started seeing him again and it was a little bit more regular. So I'd see him like a couple times a week. Does his last name rhyme with light? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) Now I know what talking about. Now you know the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought, okay, this is it. Like we're actually like really dating now. Cause I would see him at least two, maybe three times a week. Right. And I would go to his house and... He had roommates and I, you know, would hang out there, play with his dog, whatever. So (laughs) 
One day I'm hanging out with my cousin and she's talking about the people that she works for. And she said, oh, my employer knows him. And um, his brother lives with him. Did you know this? And I was like, oh yeah, I've met him before, you know, when I've been over there, like one of the roommates. Right. And she's like, well, he told me that he's engaged. Not to you. (laughs) Not to me. Ooh. So you should ask him about that. Like. And I said, well, you thought you, you find out a little bit more information about that, like make sure, double check and get back. But to you me. thought you guys were an item, like yeah. just pure dating. Totally. Okay. Well, and like I said, I'd been hanging out at their house. I've been talking to the roommates. I've been like, you know, a regular fixture. Right. So at no point did any of these roommates allude to the fact that like. Bro code. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. I'm just telling that you. That is disturbing. Bro code. Anyway. So going. she gets back to me and tells me, sure enough, there's a fiance. She um, has like horses and has to stay out in a rural area for, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sundays. And I had been going over there on, like, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Wow. The dog's hers. (laughs) And everyone knows that he's engaged to this woman. And so uh, the next time I see him, I say, are are you engaged? And he says, yeah. Oh, you're kidding. That nonchalant? Uh, Yeah. And I was like, "Uh, and you didn't think that? That was something I should know. And he was like, well, no, I just figured, you know, we're doing what we're doing. And I'm like, so you're going to marry this girl? Yeah. I'm like, okay, this doesn't seem like a great way to start a marriage. And he said, and I quote, there's always divorce if it doesn't work out. Woo. <laughs> yeah. End of that story. And, and I was like, he's like, I didn't think we would like stop seeing each other. And I was like. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> did you ever, I'm all done. Did you ever go out with him again? No. Wow. I was like, that is horrific. <laughs> so I don't know if that was deception. That was just you being purely lied to and having everybody in on the game. Well, so what... Well, what would you? No, I I, I get it. I get define it. Define as deception. But yeah, I mean, that, there was no slow process. It was just one big lie. Not one big lie, but the fact that he had a fiance. Yeah. And again, I suppose to be, you didn't ask. You had no reason well. to ask. I, I, get, <laughs> I, I get that. I'm not you saying, kind of assume when you see someone three times a week. I'm not saying it's your fault, but you didn't slowly get worked into that. Right. You just got told, you just got never told the truth and you assumed. Right. Right. That's so true. it's not, it's, it's assumption not deception. I guess so. Yeah. Um, but there was something else I w- wanted to say. Oh, there's like the the more obvious fraud that, you know, like when you get the phone calls that say, this is the IRS and we're going to send the cops to right. <laughs> arrest you. Yes. 
And you're like laugh. That's laughable, right? Yes. And you're immediately your antennae go up. You're so <laughs> you're right. Your social security number has been compromised, and we're going to have to uh, run a. You know, we're going to have to help you pay off this bill. And if you give us your social security number and your credit card number, we can take care of this right now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the IRS is going to be at your door, and they're going to arrest you and probably put you in jail. Right. Yeah. That works. And it has that, to work because people fall for it. Otherwise, people wouldn't do that. Well, I think a lot of people will do things based on fear. You know, the fear of, you know, well, I don't want I don't want the IRS after me. Right. I don't, you know, this is scary. So they're willing to, you know, please help me kind of a thing. You know what I mean? What if, let me give you some ultimate deception here. Okay. What if someone knew that you had been drinking, okay? Mm-hmm. And they, they follow you home and they see where you park. Mm-hmm. And let's say they like throw some blood on there, right? Okay. And somebody calls you the next day and says, I saw what you did. You hit, I don't know, you hit someone's dog. Oh, Right. And you kept going. Uh-huh. And that's still a hit and run. And now you go out to your car and they say, you probably have blood on your on the hood of your car because I oh. saw you do it. Oh, my God. And I followed you to your driveway. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to turn you into the police or you could pay me $200. $200? Right. Now, that's low-level entry fraud... But it still makes you wonder, like like you just said, out of fear. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess my whole point of everything is all of us are susceptible to fear and to deception. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I'm pretty certain as I give you that scenario... As I'm sitting here thinking about that, if someone told me is I I was I followed you home from the bar, I saw you hit that guy's the, the dog, you hit it at and knew the location, and I had blood on my vehicle, uh, it was only two hundred bucks to not get a hit and run. Uh, I may have to strongly consider giving up two hundred bucks. You know, so all I'm saying is. That it's easy when people play on your fears to pull that one off. Yeah, I mean, I can totally see what you're getting at. And I I would probably fall into that. Yeah. I mean, I, I although I, you know, my lifestyle is such that I would remember yeah, <laughs> if you, I hit somebody or you, something. Yes, yes. Because you would not find yourself coming home for the bar. <laughs> no. Unless, I mean, maybe you'd come home around four in the afternoon. But. <laughs> It, yeah, I got right. you. After half a drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I like you said, it's playing into somebody's fear. Well, can I tell you what happened? Can I say what happened in Austin? Yeah. Okay, tell so, your story. Okay, so this happened just a, about a month ago, right? At the beginning of the month. I was coming back from Austin on a work trip, and I was waiting for my Uber. So I ordered an Uber. 
So I'm waiting because, you know, on your little app, it shows you where the car is and the car was stopped, mm-hmm. right? But the car wasn't stopped at my location. It was like three blocks away mm-hmm. and it wasn't moving. So I called the Uber up and I said, hey, I said, are you here yet? He goes, yes, I'm here. I said, and I'm sitting outside the hotel. I said, well, I'm here and I don't see you. As I'm on the phone with him, another Uber in the same make and model car, a Nissan Altima, mm-hmm. pulls up and says, are you John? I said, yeah. He goes, I'm your I'm your Uber driver to take you to the airport. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm on the phone with my Uber driver. And this is where it got weird. He goes... Because otherwise, I, I would have probably got it. I just want to get to the fucking airport. Right. And I and I figured this guy. Same make and model. Same make and model. This guy's exactly where he's supposed to be. This other guy's three blocks away saying he's my Uber driver. Mm-hmm. But the guy that was there present says, well, I'm your Uber driver. Get in. And he said it like that. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 in a tone like very demanding, which gave me the red flag. He's like, no. I, I, at first, I just didn't like his fucking tone. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'll I'll wait. I was ready to just order another Uber driver. So anyway, they, the the other guy shows up about five minutes later because this guy pulls off. Well, I, didn't you say something else too? I think you said no, like there was some some other exchange there, right? Yeah. Well, I told him. I said I'm on the phone with my Uber driver. So mm-hmm. I mean, and and then he just came back. It was well, I'm your Uber driver. Mm-hmm. So get it. He just kept repeating it okay like i don't know who you're talking to but i'm your guy get mm-hmm. in but it was very demanding so i didn't get in so anyway, i started talking to my uber driver that finally picked me up and he said it's a good thing you didn't get in that car because they have the ability to move the pin on the app so they moved my uber driver they're supposed to pick me up they moved the pin three blocks away mm. and then he showed up because they can hijack the app Wow. And I said, well, is he just trying to get my fare? He goes, oh, no, he was going to rob you. <gasps> yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't tell you that? No, you didn't yeah. tell me that part. Yeah. That's what he said. He goes, oh, he was going to rob you. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is so scary. So, well, I hope that this is a really good PSA then for everyone out there, especially our daughters. Yes. Like, check, double check. If something doesn't seem right, it's probably not right. Yeah. That's well, what so I what I didn't get, I didn't look at close enough, which I will from now on, is the guy's name. Mm-hmm. But if you can app, if you can move that the other Uber driver's pin, then you could probably see that profile and see what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. But also, what about like a license plate? Well, isn't there a license? plate I don't plate think on they there? give the license. I think they give the make, the model, and the color. And the colors were different. I didn't look at the color close enough. Oh. one was red, one was white. I just saw Nissan Altima. Uh-huh. You know, so... I thought that they... Um, but I had no they idea. They give you the license number. Uh, maybe, but I mean, they're just... My point is, be wary because fraud, deception, and just fucking the criminal element has a way to deceive even the most cautious of individuals. And I think I'm pretty cautious. Mm-hmm. I don't think I get duped easy, and I almost got duped on that day. Yeah. So... Wow. Anyway. Um, also... As far as like like romance fraud goes, they call it sweetheart fraud. Oh, um, it was at a record high in 2021. In 2016, it was reported that 75 million was where it was at, like a loss. 
of seventy five million. What, what's what's sweetheart fraud? I mean, what define it? Like Tindler, Swindler, oh. Dirty John, that oh. kind of thing. Where you ask for money or you ask for a place right. to stay. So it was reported uh, a reported loss of seventy five million in two thousand sixteen. In 2021, the reported loss was 304 million. Holy shit. So, and I think that probably has a lot to do with technology too, yeah. you know, would, would you agree? Yeah. Um, also, it, the stat was that 63% of the people reporting the fraud are women. The rest are men. Oh. Do you think that that is a true statistic? Or do you think that a lot of men hide the fact that they have been frauded? Uh, no, I, no, I, I, I think that's probably, I mean, I'm sure there's a little variance in there, you know, but I think that's probably right that I think women want the fairy tale more than the men. And I think they're easily persuaded more so than men, mm, mm-hmm. you know. Do you think that there's probably more men who are... Um, like narcissistic and oh, sociopathic. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's probably, that probably plays into it as well. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to give a little bit of um, like telltale signs. Okay. And then this is where we'll wrap up. Okay. So signs of sweetheart fraud. Um, and I think that they're probably kind of obvious, but if you like go through the checklist and you're asking yourself these questions, if you're in that situation... That, you know, maybe you could be a little bit more, um, what's the word? Like you wouldn't be quite as easily duped. Right. Um, so the first one is, is they're far away. So you meet somebody online, they say that they're from Chicago, but they're right now working in India. That kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and because they're far away... They make constant excuses why they can't come visit or why they can't FaceTime or Skype or whatever. There's always like some excuse. They're supposed to get on a plane and they don't show up. But this is all leading to eventual uh, a meetup, yes? Or, or not all the time? Not all the time. Sometimes it's like, you know, they make it seem like they're coming to visit over and over again. And eventually it comes out like, well, I, I, I can't come because I need you know, this much money. All my credit cards got stolen and I just, I, right. Right. So I can wait till I get another credit card or you could just pay for it and then I'll just pay it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Precisely. Yeah. Um, and now at this point she's already kind of, you know, at the point where it's like, okay, well I really want to meet him. Right. So maybe she I'll just give the money. Anticipation. Mm-hmm. They always want to talk on an alternate, uh, app or in some other way besides just your normal text messaging you know they want to talk on like whatsapp or something like that on like a different platform huh uh another one is they claim to need money obviously Obviously. and usually it starts out not necessarily like will you lend me this money but it's like this happened i'm so desperate i don't know what i'm gonna do you know if i could just like if I could just get over this hump, then we would be, you know, happily ever after. That kind of thing. Um, and they, when they do ask for money, or when you do offer money, they ask for it 
to be paid in a specific method, like a wire transfer or a Western Union, something like that. Something that's hard to trace. Exactly. Oh. Um, or you could just open a credit card with my name. Wow. That kind of thing. Um, also, if ever, you know, somebody's profile seems like it's too good to be true, you know, he's a widowed doctor and, you know, he's got all these accomplishments and he's incredibly good looking and, you know what I mean? So if he's too good, to, if they're too good to be true, chances are, I mean, that's for anything in life. If it's too good to be true, you really better have your radar up. Right. If it seems to be too good, too good to be true. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. Um, if they have a lot of unbelievable stories or crazy details, um, or they never give a straight answer. So a lot of times liars, instead of just giving short answers, they actually give elaborate answers, you know, where they give unnecessary detail that, you know, you're just like, I, I didn't really need to know that, but it makes the story seem more believable. Sure. You know, um, actually I, uh, well, one more thing, they love bomb. So right away, really early on in the relationship, they say, I love you. They talk about your future. They talk about, you know, wanting to make a life with you and mm. it makes you believe that, you know, believe in the fairy tale. Yeah. Um, Makes they, sense. They also use your language. So um, your passions are their passions. They can relate to you in every way, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you obviously these individuals who practice this type of lifestyle, they think it through. Mm hmm. You know, and yes. they know what works. Right. So, um, yeah, this was a good one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and now everybody has uh, a list of good series to watch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you can probably learn from it too. I mean, you see that shit happen to people, you know, like, all right. And I know it's easy to say that would never happen to me, but I don't think any of us can really honestly say that would never happen to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and we all have insecurities that, you know, somebody can kind of sniff out and figure out where you're vulnerable. Yeah. My, my vulnerability is I just want to get to the fucking airport. <laughs> right. That's right. my vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, fear tends to be, you know, a big one. You know, that when somebody sends you an email that says that your Apple ID was compromised. Right. You're vulnerable to click on it and be like, oh my gosh, please help me. Like, what can I do from here? Yeah. You know? But it, those are bullshit. So... All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Of course, birthday girl. <laughs> Let's get to celebrating. Awesome. I, I love it. So thank you, everybody. Thanks for understanding the short little um, window <laughs> that I took to, uh, to bring this one to you. And I thank you so much for joining me. As always, please follow me on Instagram at Better Me Podcast, Facebook Better Me Podcast, and I always love it if you guys want to communicate with me. So please do so. Hope you have an amazing day. Talk soon. Bye.